0: Welcome to the Living Stones podcast. These are a recording of our Sunday morning meetings. We pray that these will be a blessing to you. So please enjoy listening. If you want to know more, please contact us at office at livingstoneschurch.co.uk.
1: So my David Suchet uh, scripture today included Psalm 113. Praise, O servants of the Lord, praise the name of the Lord. So, I don't know where you're at this morning, but let's say whatever whatever state we are in, we're going to start by praising the Lord together. Let the name of the Lord be praised both now and forevermore. Now, this really, from the rising of the sun... To the place where it sets, the name of the Lord, be praised. And of course, up now we're sort of in the northern hemisphere. That's from five o'clock till, getting on till nine o'clock now, isn't it? So uh, summer is a great opportunity to praise the Lord because of the daylight draws us out. The Lord is exalted over all the nations. Oh, so much happening in the nations at the moment, isn't it? Isn't there? Let's hold on to this, the nations, his glory above the heavens. Who is like our God, the one who sits enthroned on high, who stoops down to look on the heavens and the earth? Our God comes down to us. We don't, it's not, can we reach God? It's, thank you, Lord, you have come down among us. He raises the poor from the dust. Can you just get this picture? God reaching down from the uttermost heavens where he is enthroned. And he reaches down with his tender hand. And he lifts up the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap. And he sits them with princes With the princes of their people, he settles the barren woman in her home as happy mother of children. Praise the Lord. So you are sitting today in a royal palace. We are sitting with princes and princesses this morning. Okay, is that all right? Because that is what God has done when he has lifted us out of the ash heap. It's a literal Cinderella story come true. So, praise the Lord. That's the encouragement. So, we have uh, Ellie's going to lead us, and she's got some folks that are going to be worshipping with her. But remember, everyone, we're not that kind of church which says, oh, let's sit back while the worship band does our worship for us. Okay, we're a church where we all rise up in our hearts don't we and praise the lord together thank you father for you you have not said perform all these duties and religious exercises and tick all the boxes and get all the brownie points and then you might think about accepting us into your presence that you are the god who came down you came down in the person of your son jesus You rubbed shoulders with us. He went even to death on the cross that we might be raised up with him. So thank you, Lord. We are together this morning as the risen people of God. And we praise your name together this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Ellie. seated, while we were worshipping, and and I know you were thinking about parking spaces and and petrol tanks, diesel, Um, but my mind was going on all the stuff that's going on in the world, and my mind went to a poem that we did when I was doing English at school. It's called Ozymandias. Anyone know anyone know that poem? Emily studied it. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's uh, it's by Shelley, and um, in it he he tells the story. of He said I met a traveller who told me of this um, statue, and uh, it was of a, a great uh, king called Ozymandias. And uh, I did just look it up. Um, and <coughs> he said, uh, a, a Two vast trunkless legs of stone stand in the desert, near them on the sand, half shunk a shattered visage lies. In other words, there's a face, and whose frown and wrinkled lip and sneer of cold command tells that its sculptor Well, those passions read, which yet survive, stamped on these lifeless things, the hand that mocked them and the heart that fed. And and on the pedestal, these words appear. My name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look on my works, ye mighty, and despair. In other words, this this, uh, pharaoh, or whatever he was, was... Like, he he built this statue to himself as the great king of kings. And then Shelley ends his poem like like this. Nothing else remains. Round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. In other words... He was a king in his time. He thought he was the king of kings. But now he's just remembered by a broken statue in a vast desert. Kingdoms may rise, kingdoms may fall. But the kingdom of our Lord Jesus will grow and last forever. And it's not a kingdom of might and power and sneer and command. It's a kingdom of... And we are part of that kingdom. And we are part of that growing kingdom. And we may just be a few dozen here this morning. But across the world, the kingdom of Jesus is growing and growing. And it's a hidden kingdom. We are a hidden people. One day when Christ comes, we will be revealed. The sons of God will be revealed. But we continue to do that, follow that that servant saviour in our servant lives and he builds his kingdom of service, which will transform, is transforming and will transform the world. So be encouraged. Whatever is happening in the world, kingdoms may rise, kingdoms may fall, but the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ lasts forever. Now I'm going to invite Justin to come up because uh, some youngsters in our church are going th- this season of the year and season of their lives. Uh, well, I'll leave Justin to tell us about it.
0: This one disappears. Um, I wish when I was the age of Emily Cameron... Kezia and Jolie I had somebody to do what I'm just about to do. Uh they are about to sit their GCSEs. And I know we've got teachers in the room, they may not like this. Uh I wish I had somebody to tell me that as long as they do their best, it doesn't matter. God's got A plan. Um, That's coming from someone who spectacularly failed everything he took. Took me a long time to work out that was okay. So Cameron you have to come up here and represent all four because you're the only one here this morning. So can you come up the front please? We have got Uh, on behalf of the youth work, a survival kit for you, for your exams. Um, The rest of these will go home today. They are sealed, so the parents are taken home, they're sealed, so they will know if you've been in these or not. These do not supply the answers to your exams. These supply some things which will hopefully bring um, a smile to your face and help when perhaps you're feeling it's all a little bit out of control or you don't know if you've done your best. There's some bits in there which I pray will help steady the boat, if you like. We're going to pray. And church, I'm going to ask you to be praying every day for these four. When do they start? Quite soon, don't they? Right, they've had one. So we're, we're on time Um, this is for some a stressful time for some not some breeze through but we commit to pray for our young people so pray daily because they are told educationally that this is the be all and an end your head around the fact there's another plan that's a lot of pressure okay so we're going to pray Father I pray for Cameron I pray for Emily I pray for Jolie and I pray for Kezia I pray that your Holy Spirit fills them now for this exam period, whether it comes to last-minute revision and cramming and trying to get as much into their brain as possible, uh, sorting out what they need for the day, or just being there on time. I pray your peace settles on them, that they know they are not On their own, they have the Creator of the universe in that exam room with them, and behind that, they have a church family praying for them as well. Lord, let Your plan for their lives come to fruition in this part. Whether humans decide they have succeeded and give them a piece of paper is neither here or there. They are your creation, unique, gifted in different abilities for each one for their time in your kingdom. Lord, I pray that stone, that seed takes root and really blossoms in their lives during this time when they are being a Let them be your shining light during this exam period for their friends. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Now Ellie is going to introduce our next family time theme for the next few weeks. Thank you.
2: Um, should we have our first slide, Chloe, and that will help as well? Right. So we've um, we're going to be looking just leading up to the jubilee at the Queen um, and some of the things that the Queen is. So uh, today I've. Uh, we've got um the queen is dutiful and i added obedient as well Mum came up with dutiful but obedient as well goes goes really well with it um so um first thing i want to do is ask uh, you younger ones a question older ones you can chip in as well um but what what is a duty first of all who knows what a duty is what a duty is shannon what do you think a duty is Yes, the role that she has to do. Yeah, excellent. Good. So a duty, do, does only the queen have duties? Lives. No. Everyone has duties, don't they? Excellent. So that was my next question was, do you have duties? Feed the cats in the morning. What's your duty, Thomas? Do you? So you have to sweep the floor 20 times to get a pound. That is, because 20 times for, oh, sorry. I'm doing some maths for you, Thomas. But that's really good, isn't it? Yeah. So have you really? That is pretty impressive. (laughs) It's not. It's too late, is it? <laughs> Thanks, Thomas, for showing that. So you. So, so Thomas um, and Amelia have to sweep the floor and help keep the place tidy. That's really good. Has anyone else got duties? Shannon, what's your duties? Cleaning the kitchen. Good. You have rotors, don't you, in your house? Of who cooks and they live. Any other duties you can think of that you've, you've got that you're given, maybe that you're given by others rather than you choosing to do yourself. Dad, put the bins out. Put the bins out. That's Sean's duty as well. (laughs) What's yours? Exercise is a duty. Yeah, you could see it as a duty. May, what's your duty? Yeah, every time. Yeah, that is your duty, moaning and putting off for an hour, emptying the dishwasher. Good, Cameron. Okay. (laughs) I like your honesty, church. Thank you. Sandy? Excellent. Yeah, yeah. That's a good duty. That's a good duty to follow. Excellent. So moving on, the Queen um, has obviously has duties. You know that y- you sort of always know that about the Queen, um, and she is obedient to those duties. Um, but th- actually, the Queen has a lot more freedom than we think she has. Even though we know that you know she's bound to the crown and the promises that she made, um, and she has to follow this duty and, and give Herself, actually, did you know she's got lots of freedoms as well? So, we're going to go through the pictures and we're going to have a look at some duties and freedoms that she has. And as we go through, I think we'll build up a picture of the queen and her character. And we're going to look at a Bible verse at the end um, and see if she matches what the Bible verse says about what a king/slash-queen should be. So Her first, if we click to the first picture there. So she actually, as a freedom of the queen, she can avoid getting arrested. Um, So sure, the queen's actions have ramifications on public opinion and the future of the monarchy, but the queen herself doesn't have to worry about being locked up. She has sovereign immunity and cannot be prosecuted. Did you know that? I didn't know that. You can't arrest the queen. She could commit... A crime, and say you can't arrest me because I'm the Queen. I'm allowed to do that. Isn't that incredible? I didn't know that. Okay, next one. Uh, hi, uh, do Do we know who this man is standing next to the Queen? It's a bit of an old picture. It's not the current. It's not the current one. But he's the pri- he was the Prime Minister before Boris. No, Theresa May was, wasn't she? And that, so before Theresa May, so he's a Prime Minister. Do you know that the Queen? Um, is allowed to dismiss the Prime Minister if she wants to. She's allowed to say, sorry, you're out. Yeah, so she's got that authority to do that. I didn't know that either. Off to the tower, yeah, yeah. I don't think she's ever done it in her lifetime. So one of her, next, next slide. One of her duties that she has to do every year is that in Parliament she has to get dressed up like this, sit on that, p- that glorious throne and she has to open Parliament. So every, like you have a, a new school year every year starting in September. Does anyone know the date of the opening of Parliament every year? Oh, it's this week, okay? So this time every year, the Queen has to open Parliament, and I think she has to give a speech about what the coming, the forthcoming proposals as to what the government want to do in the next year. It's written by the government; she reads it out, but she, you know, she she has to sort of agree with it, I guess. Otherwise, she wouldn't read it out. Don't know. No, she can't. Uh, you're, you're right, she's not allowed to have an opinion, is she? It is a, okay, that's a duty that she has to do. She's got no choice over. Okay, this Tuesday, this is happening. The Queen will have to wear all of this regalia and go and sit in the Houses of Parliament. Okay, next slide. She is, this is a pretty one of her. I couldn't find a suitable picture. But she... Um, uh, She's one of the nation's wealthiest individuals, but as as sovereign, she's exempt from paying taxes. So she doesn't have to pay any tax on the money that she earns. However, she voluntarily pays taxes on income, assets, and gains that aren't used for official royal purposes. So she chooses to pay taxes like everybody else. Okay, next picture. This is another nice picture of her. She's also allowed as Queen, we can't do this. We have to declare all our income to the government. We have to tell the government exactly what we've earned so that they can take the tax off us. She doesn't have to. She can keep all her finances completely private. She doesn't have to tell anyone what she spends or earns. She can keep that completely hidden. So, you know, she could have a Swiss bank account and being all sorts of, you know, hidden. Um, However, she does. Um, She chooses to disclose um, and uh, the royals do disclose their use of public money every year. Next picture. The queen uh, doesn't have cash on her ever. She doesn't have to. She doesn't really have to spend any money, does she? She doesn't have to have credit cards or everything gets bought for her, really. Exactly why would she need money if she's the queen? But apparently, she does. Once a week, she has cash, takes cash on her once a week, every week. I could give you the day. Slot machines is not the right answer. (laughs) What do you think? What do you think, Jessie? On Sunday, good, Keep if you think you know what the answer is. So on Sunday, why would she need cash with her on a Sunday? What do you think? May and lives together, what do you reckon? Does she gamble? <laughs> she doesn't gamble. She does. So every Sunday, the only time she has cash is so that she can put it in the collection plate and give it away at church on a Sunday. Okay, another thing that she has the right to do if she wants to is declare war. She can also commit troops to an area of armed conflict. So she's allowed to if she wants to, but she never has. Next thing. She can. Um, she's looking compassionate in this picture. That's why I chose it, or that's what I think, anyway. Or maybe you're slightly worried. Um, she can grant a criminal pardon. So. Um, which means that if somebody's done something wrong and they're in prison and they've been convicted, if she feels like that person has perhaps turned their life around, didn't deserve the punishment they got, she can overturn that. She can overrule that and say, no, you release them from prison, please. And actually, she did that quite recently. She um, helped not. uh, 10 months of a murderer's sentence because he saved um, the lives of people of of a a terrorist attack in London on the bridge yeah Um, so she didn't pardon him completely she she asked that his sentence be lowered um, because he had proved that he'd rehabilitated proved that and he was actually at a, on day release at a conference for rehabilitated rehabilitated prisoners and one of the other prisoners at that conference was the one that um, had the knife and wa- and um, killed somebody um, and he and this guy protected everyone else from him um, until the police were able to um, come and intervene so the queen Did her, her, used her freedom. Okay, Uh, finally, the last picture, Um, the queen cannot change her religion. Um, So she's the head of the Church of England. She has to be a Church of England Christian because she's the head. So if she decides, actually, I don't believe this anymore, I don't want to go to church, she would have to step down as queen. She has to follow our God. She has to. That's in her du- does that absolutely willingly by her own choice. Okay, so those are sort of a f- some of the things that the queen is uh, allowed to do, what she's got freedom for, and what her, some couple of her duties. So let's go to the next slide where we've got, um, from Deuteronomy, before the Israelites went into their new land, this is what God said about uh, if they were going to set up a king for their nation so let's uh obviously this is all in male uh so we're gonna have to change it to um our, in our minds to female because we have a queen not a king um would any of the younger ones like to read this out for us may you can read a little bit and then shannon you could read a bit so and you want to read some too yeah When you
3: enter the land the Lord your God is giving you is what is is giving you and have taken possession of it and settled in it. And you say, Let us set a king over us like all the nations around us. Be sure to appoint over you you a queen because queens um the long your fellow Israelites do not place a foreigner over you one who is not an Israelite the king moreover is that that's a weird word must not acquire a great numbers of horses for himself or make p- the people return to Egypt to get more of them the Lord has told you you are not to go back that way again okay. he must not he was not he must she must not take many husbands or he, or her heart will be led astray she must not accumulate large amounts of silver and gold when she takes the throne of his kingdom she is to write for herself on a scroll a copy of this law taken from what the levitical priests it is to be with her and and she is to read it she is to read it all the days of her life so that she may learn to Revere the Lord his God and follow carefully all the words of this law and this decrees.
2: Good. And, last one. Canon, number
4: 20. and not to consider himself better than his fellow is Israelite and turn from the law to the right or to the left. Then he is the descendant's will in Israel.
2: she has reigned a long time hasn't she <laughs> uh, so uh, looking at that there's so much in there that the queen uh is obedient to um she's not a foreigner she is a, she is a christian she's she uh believes in what we believe in um she's she doesn't try to acquire riches for herself uh, she is rich but that's not because she's tried to, and she definitely doesn't try and take things from other countries that don't belong to her. Um, she only had one husband, and she was very faithful to him all her life, and he to her. Um, I'm pretty sure that the, the law is read by her in the Bible every day. I, I don't know this for sure, but I, I, I think she reads the Bible. Um, and I don't think she considers herself better than her fellow Israelites she chooses to pay taxes like everyone else she chooses to declare her finances like everyone else does Um, so even though she's got freedoms she chooses not to use them because uh, she knows herself to be no better than anyone else she puts God first in her life Thank you God for our queen. Does no, say no. <laughs>
4: Father God, thank you for our Queen. As a woman, she chose to be dutiful towards our country and the people who live in it and to serve. She followed our Lord's way and chose to serve. And we thank you, Lord, for her long reign and her long life and the example that she is to all women and to all people in this country I pray Lord that as she celebrates this momentous um, decade this momentous year of celebration that young people will look at her and her um, giving to this country and recognise what a remarkable person she is but how like us she is too Um, a young woman who took seriously the duties and the life that you gave her she had a plan and a destiny lord that was bestowed on her by you and i just pray that people recognize that she chose willingly and she followed our lord faithfully and uh, we thank you for her may she be um, able to enjoy the rest of this year lord and the celebrations that follow amen
2: invite the children up in a second to come and take communion um do we need to move the table so let's remember as the queen is our sovereign actually she puts jesus the king above her as we do so uh and um But Jesus, our King, is also the humble servant who puts himself... Uh, lower than all of us and is willing to wash our feet um, and uh, take the ultimate sacrifice of giving his whole life for us. So our king um, is also the servant king, like the queen is a servant. Um, So as you come, children, and take communion before your uh, Sunday school and you have a little bit of bread and you have a little bit of being my king, a true king, Um, who is willing to lay down his life for his subjects. So, amen. Amen. All right, children, and uh, yeah, um, you could bring your money as well. So let's have the... We support three um, children in um, Kabubu. So I'll pop that on there and you can put that in as well.
1: When um, Billy Graham, the great evangelist, used to visit the Queen quite often when he was in the country, and on one occasion when he came uh, out from visiting her, the press were there, and they they said, um, uh, "Mr. Graham, Mr. Graham, wh- what did you talk about with the Queen?" A very wise man, he said. Ah, oh, he said, "Well, we talked about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords." Oh, I thought, what a wonderful answer. <laughs> um one or two notices okay uh so hopefully uh it came about 24 hours later than normal but hopefully you've been able to pick up your e-news for this week if you get that uh in your inbox just to say we are advertising community wise uh, we're advertising for someone to uh, coordinate the work of the shop and uh, a 20-hour-a-week a part-time appointment. And so it may be, uh, if you're not interested, if you know of someone who might be interested, we'd really love someone who, lo- who knows the Lord, loves the Lord, and can see it as a ministry uh, as well as just uh, a job. So uh, check that one out. Now, I also sent out this um, sort of a church address list and that is an address list of those of us who are, like Livingstone's regulars. Um, I'd just say, by all means, uh, you know, uh, print that off or, or, or use it to contact other people within the fellowship when you need a phone number or something. People have put in their contact details in the knowledge that it will be used that way. But please do not give those contact details to anyone else. Off, who's not on the list, okay? It's for our use amongst ourselves only. If you um, don't get the e-news and you're not able to print it off or if you're not able to print it off for some reason, do ask me and I'll get you a hard copy. Um, next Sunday, we are going to welcome a guest speaker. Paul Baker is going to come and, and talk to us from uh, Exodus about the next uh, passage in our journeys uh, through... Uh, from Egypt to the Promised Land. Uh, Kaz has a couple of notices, so Kaz, come and talk to us.
5: I finally printed it off. Um, yep, church camp forms will be available if you want one after the service. I only have one at the moment, so this is this is the master copy, but I'll print it off. Um, the second thing, life group leaders, if you want, if you can get together with me, we c- don't have to wait till after lunch. If we can just, as soon as the meeting finishes. Um, if we meet in the first room just over there just for five minutes that would be great Um, just going back to church camp I should say that the uh, there are new prices for this year as we at the last time we camped and paid was 2019 so last year I mean the year before was free uh, we covered it but obviously it has gone up slightly if this causes you a problem we do want you to come (laughs) so please just talk to me privately confidentially and we can we can work something out Oh, I should say, it's Friday the 26th of August uh, through to Monday the 29th of August. Bells down. <laughs> yeah. oh, I can't even do a notice. Yeah, show of hands. Yeah, yeah okay. I know, na- I know, I know, Shannon, don't worry. Shannon's coming, I don't know.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, so... Uh, we, we were away, but there was a wonderful jumble sale here uh, last Monday and uh, raising uh, money for freedom from fire to to bless Corinne with uh, medical treatment. Um, and it raised... Wow. Fabulous. Wow. <laughs> Thank you very much. And uh, I think from what I gather, there's some leftovers for, for another one. So look forward to that. Okay, and just finally, uh, while we're still on the theme of uh, the Queen's Jubilee, there is a civic Thanksgiving service. It will be held in the Welcome Centre right next to the Congress Theatre. And uh, it's going to be, I'm glad to say, it's going to have quite a good Christian theme through it. And a part of it is St. John's uh, uh, children are going to be singing. Um and so early Thursday afternoon at 4.30. Uh, so that would be a good opportunity to give thanks, together with all of the, the, the great and the good and the, and the others of the town, um, to give thanks to our Queen. Okay, kids, youngsters, time for you to go. Off you go. God bless you. As we come to communion, uh, Sue is going to bring a a, a thought uh, for our meditation and reflection and then we'll share communion together. So I'm just going to pray for Sue, Lord, I thank you for your word, for your anointing and we pray, Father, that as Sue shares what's on her heart from your word, Lord, that you will uh, warm our hearts together. And encourage us in our Saviour Jesus as we share bread and wine together this morning. In Jesus' name, Amen.
3: Amen. Um, Last time when I led communion, I talked about, you may remember or you may not, don't worry if you don't because I know I forget things very easily. Um, I mentioned a man that I'd heard about called Richard Gamble. Uh, God had given this man or has given this man an incredible vision for our country and um, he was or is planning to build a colossal piece of public art. You remember? Uh, it was going to be, it is going to be made up of a million bricks and each of those bricks is going to have an uh, uh, someone's prayer that has been answered and the story of that answered prayer on the bricks. You'll be able to tap in on the computer to, to individual bricks and read the stories. You'll be able to visit this place. It's um, going to be in between two mole of the country. A giant infinity loop, 50 metres high, huge and visible. Um, and uh, when I read about this, I was I was really. I thought, thank you, Lord, this is wonderful. His, uh, it, it's such a huge step of faith that this man has taken. He felt God had called him to do this, and it's taken nearly twenty years to come to fruition from when he first had the vision that this was something God was calling him to do to get this thing built. Um, he had three aims for this this giant colossal sh- infinity loop structure made of bricks. Uh, His aims, he wanted to preserve the Christian heritage that we have in this country. Amen to that. He wanted to inspire people to pray and proclaim that Jesus is alive and listens and answers prayers today. Amen to that. And he wanted to encourage believers in this nation to tell their stories, give them an opportunity to tell their stories. Amen to that. So... Um, I wanted to give you a snapshot of this chap and uh, we're going to watch a short video now where he explains how he got the piece of land on which to build this uh, structure. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Lord. This is amazing. Uh, This chap has really stepped out in faith in such a huge way. Um, And Lord, we pray for him and we pray for this eternal wall of prayer to be at the heart of our country. Again, Lord, we want to see like the King James Version, change the nation. Lord, may this eternal wall of prayer with all those answers to prayer on those bricks become... At the start of a change in this nation again we pray, we pray Lord um, so um, I loved it when I heard about this story and I just wanted to share that uh, vision with you that that man is God. Um and the thing that I started to think about actually was land I want to share with you this morning when we take communion together about land this earth was created by God to feed us and to give us a place to live. And uh, we learn that God has apportioned the earth. He's set boundaries, and he's given areas of land to different nations. So uh, this is what Paul the Apostle said when he was speaking to the uh, people from Athens in Acts 17. This is what Paul said. He said, from one man, God made every nation that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he determined that they should live. God did this so that men would seek him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live, we move, and we have our being. As some of your own poets have said, though Paul must have been very knowledgeable, like Martin knew about Ozymandias, I didn't know, um, Paul knew the Greek poets and he said, as your own poets have said, we are his offspring. And those of you that know Acts 17 and what Paul said to the Athenian people will uh, know that section from the Bible. So we learn that these beautiful islands that we live in called Great Britain were prepared for us by God. Each nation has a different geography, a different culture, a different language. And the land and the environment is very much part of who they are. And our land and our country is very much part of who we are. Continuing on, Jesus said to his disciples before his death, he said these words from John. We read these in John's Gospel. Trust in God, said Jesus, trust also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, I am going there to prepare a place for you. A place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. Isn't that wonderful? God has got a place. He's preparing for us. Jesus is doing that right now. What a wow. Now, what has that got to do with Kabudian? The story begins with Moses, who was called by God to lead his original chosen people, the Jews, the Hebrews, out of slavery in Egypt and into the piece of land that he had chosen for them. He'd chosen this land for them because it was going to fit perfectly his plans for his people, to be a blessing, to carry his name so that he could live with them there in that place, which we know we call Israel today. And that was his purpose, to bless his people and for them to be a blessing. Uh, and of course, uh, the Jewish people were scattered in AD 70, they all left their land, uh, when the Romans came and, and pulverized them, uh, that was the end of what was then Israel, And uh, we won't go through the history, but amazingly, the Jewish people have been able to return to that very spot today, and uh, recreate this, their, 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 their country, the state of Israel. So let's go back to the original when uh, Jesus was alive. The day God's people left Egypt, they ate a special meal at a special feast that was called Passover. And uh, those of you that were here on Good Friday, we h- ate our own Passover together and had a, had a wonderful meal. So if you remember, Jesus, when he was organizing what we call the Lord's Supper, the first uh, time that the disciples had communion together, they were celebrating the Passover. Do you remember, he organized a special place for them to have that meal. And he'd organized it kind of like almost miraculously, he told them to go and meet a person. And uh, that, that man would say, uh, yes, come upstairs. And uh, they went there and uh, they prepared their first uh Meal together, which became the first Lord's Supper, but which was then the Passover. Now, just before his ascension into heaven, Jesus gave this command to his disciples. He said, go into all the world, preach the good news, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them. And teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Starting in this place, Jerusalem. Then moving out to Judea. Then moving out across the uh, north to Samaria and Galilee. Which includes us in the islands of Britain. And here we are today, here in Eastbourne. We're in this place here which we call Community Wise. God has given us this place to be his disciples and to share the bread and wine together here in memory of him, which we've been doing as a church now for 40 years. 40 years ago, Living Stones began to hire this very meeting place. And uh God gave it to us as a purp- with a purpose to be a blessing to the people who are here and to um be blessed by be blessed ourselves. And we have been blessed by this wonderful building that God has given us. Because after so we began Living Stones began in forty years ago, twenty years ago, this place was given in custody, as it were, to our church, Living Stones. So now, effectively, we are the managers, we are the owners, we're the custodians uh, of this uh, building. And why have we been given it? We've been given it by God. It's our place, but it's a place that God has given us. And He's given it to us to be a blessing to uh, us and also to be a blessing those that come here and meet here and and use this building alongside us Um, he's given it to us to bless our community and to serve our community just actually obviously in a much smaller teeny way but like israel they are there to be a blessing and they have many other people from other nations who live in israel it's not just the jewish people that live there there are many arabs who are uh, israeli citizens as well as the Jews so here too we share this building uh, this in this area with the many people different people and different groups and activities that come here on a regular basis Uh, Justin tells us about the children and the young people that come here the scouts come here Um, we have dancers here we have mothers and toddlers group which we sometimes mention to you to whom and pray for each of the different and different groups of people that come here on different days of the week. We have been and are a huge blessing. But we are blessed as well to have this building for us as a church. So, this is the place that God has given to us. And so we're part of God's big plan for his world. And as we come to share communion together... We do it now because he's placed us here and he's told us, remember me. Drink this bread and eat. uh, Sorry, eat this bread and drink this wine. Communion has got a tremendous significance. We are continuing what he began 2,000 years ago. We look to the past to remember him. Uh, We're here in the present eating and drinking, as he told us to do, and we're looking forward to the future because Jesus said, I won't be drinking and eating this again with you until I return and come into my kingdom. So every time we eat this bread and drink this wine, we're one step closer to him returning and bringing in the fulfillment of the kingdom of God. So after taking the cup, Jesus gave thanks and said, this is what we read in Luke. Jesus took the cup, gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink it again until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, gave thanks and broke it, and gave it to them saying, his disciples, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So, we're invited. We're blessed. Why don't we do it? Why don't we share the bread and the wine with one another? And let's remember Jesus together. Why don't we? can. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you so much for your story. Thank you, we're part of your story. Thank you, this place here is part of your story. We, your people, are part of your story. And your story has a past, it has a present, and it has an amazing future that we look forward to with great anticipation. Lord, who are more blessed than us? Is anyone? No. Thank you, Lord. Truly, knowing Jesus, there is no greater thing. And together, Lord, we come to take this bread and wine, remembering you, where uh, you are our saviour and our Lord and King. And we do it in the present, and we look forward to the future. Thank you, Lord. We are your children. Thank you. And you are so good and kind to us. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Lord, we are so thankful. We are so thankful. It is such a privilege to be part of your worldwide church, continuing to remember you as we eat bread and drink wine together dear father god here we are your presence is with us you said we read you are not far from any one of us he's not a long way off he's close to you draw close to him and he will draw close to you so in your heart come to jesus and uh, give him your life give him yourself Uh, he will come in and be with you he will live with you And he's preparing a real place for you to go uh, when he he comes back or when we meet him. So, dear Father, we belong to you. We belong to one another. We're your church. Uh, We belong to this place where you've put us. And we belong to our dear Lord Jesus Christ who died to save us and forgive us completely for our sin. And give us a new resurrection life to live with you, to be with you forever. How we thank you, Lord. So as we eat and drink, we remember you, Lord Jesus, and look forward to that day when you're coming back. Amen. Amen.
1: Is available if anyone would like to stay for lunch. Let's pray just to close our time. Thank you, Father, for your presence with us. We thank you, Lord, for one another. We thank you for the great hope that we have in Christ Jesus. Go with us into our various and different weeks that we will now embark in. We go in faith, we know our own weakness. But, Lord, you are going to prove yourself strong in our weakness this week. Lord, we sometimes lack understanding, but you are going to give us all the wisdom and understanding and insight that we need for this week. Lord, we know our frailty, but, Lord, you are our strength And we go in your name, and Lord, sometimes we feel we're not a very good witness. But Lord, you promise your Holy Spirit is with us, and we will be your witnesses wherever we go. Whether we we speak or are silent, whatever we do, Lord, your anointing is on each one of us to be a witness to Jesus this week in all of our lives, in all of our circumstances. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name, amen.